Today we have a very special show. Hey everybody and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host Chef AJ and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Today's guest has been on the show before and right away we booked her for today because it is her 80th birthday and you're going to see what 80 looks like when you've been following a health promoting diet for over 50 years and she's going to talk about something I've never heard of. It's on her t-shirt about being a yucky vegan. Please welcome back to the show Dr. Betty, it's so nice to see you and happy birthday. Oh, thank you so much, Jeff AJ. I appreciate that. I am having a happy birthday. Well, it's such an honor that you're spending part of your day with me. Do you have any other plans for your 80th birthday? Just to be alive. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it's a good, it's a plan. By now, nice. I'm so used to feeling just absolutely wonderful every day. I'm ready. In fact, day before yesterday, I ran with two of my coaches. I've been coaching long distance runners for about 30 years. And we did a 30 mile run. And it took us about 12 hours because we took our time. And that was the day before yesterday. And yesterday I'm out shoveling snow and playing with my two little neighbors next door who are six and eight years old. And we did all kinds of things, including a little bit of shoveling. So I'm just happy to be 80 and to be able to do those kinds of things that I love. Well, you certainly don't look or act 80. Do you have longevity in your family or do you think it no, was your... Not, not really. Not really. It had nothing to do with genes for me. Uh, my parents were ill. They had conditions, cancer and high blood pressure, basically due to lifestyle. And I decided a long time ago not to go down that path. So I've been working at being a person who will age agelessly. And I've been able to figure it out over 50 years, as you said. And I've been aging, aging, aging agelessly for 50 years, step by step by step. I started off, I'm 29 years old overweight, 200 plus, plus pounds, smoking, junk food, before McDonald's was invented in 1969, but we figured out how to do the junk food anyway. And I just got myself into trouble and I knew where I was heading, but there wasn't anything available to help me to know what to do to change the course. So what happened was I got, I was just very lucky to turn on the radio one day and heard this wonderful doctor, Dr. Gabe Merkin, who talked about, here's how you take better care of yourself. And he said, you should eat fruits and vegetables and whole grains and beans and seeds and nuts. And every now and then, and remember this was the early 70s, early now and then, eat animal protein. Well, he changed that along the way. And I even changed it even more along the way. So I became a yucky vegan. Okay, a yucky vegan. I'll be glad to explain that because this is a title that I developed based on what was happening kind of in my life. My grandchildren and a friend's husband both came up with yuck first and then yucky vegan. So my friend's husband was probably 400 pounds and smoking. And he needed to really take better care. The doctor said, you're headed 
for diabetes, you're heading for this, that, and the other thing. And she finally, well, she was into my way of eating and I'm on this path now. This was some years ago. And I was shared with her some of my organic whole foods soup. And she went home, took it home with her and served it to her husband and said, Dr. Betty said that this will really help you to get on a better path so that you will not go over the line to become diabetic. So he was a nice guy. He sat down. She served him. She sat across from him and he spooned the first spoonful into his mouth and spit it out and said, yuck. <laughs> he hated it. He absolutely hated it. And she called me up crying. And I said, well, don't cry. Try to figure out what he likes and try to put things in it that you know are healthier. And maybe he will, and you can make your own. And yuck stuck. So we call this my way of eating yuck. And over time, she was able, he loved hot, hot peppers. She was able to put hot peppers in his, in his dishes and he started loving and he was started asking for more. And what happened was he had chest pains one day. And this was maybe three or four months after starting eating the yuck. Three or four months, he was taken to the hospital and put in a surgery because he had a triple bypass because he had really um, blocked his coronary arteries. And the doctor talked to him to say, well, but you aren't eating all of the junk that would give you the saturated fat in your arteries. So he told the story and said, well, I just got started on it and it's been three or four months and I'm feeling much better. I've lost some weight and now I'm ready to start a walking program to go along with my yuck. And that's what he did. He started walking. He stopped smoking. And I give his wife a lot of credit because she hung in there with him. She was a long distance runner as I was marathon runners. And we used to run together, although she was much she was much younger, about 25 or 30 years, and she was much faster. But we used to run together and we used to chit chat. And she would tell me how she was preparing his food and all. And he is now walking it's been, I think now it's been maybe about eight years. He's no longer overweight. He's still not smoking. And he's not eating junk food. And he's out walking. He's retired now. And he's out walking three times per day, two hours per time. So six hours a day, he's walking. And on the weekend, he even walks more. He doesn't run, but he walks more. And when his wife comes home from work, my friend comes home from work, he asks her to come out and walk with him even some more. So he got a wonderful bill of health from his doctor. He really changed his entire life around. And that's the yuck part of yucky vegan. I have two grandsons, and when they were born, I decided to give up most of my work and everything to take care of these wonderful little angels. Uh, we were very lucky that my daughter got married late, 37, had the first one at 40, had the second child at 41. So I was just happy to have these two little angels and they, and I would have them every day. And of course I'm on this path now 
of ageless aging, and I was able to, of course, cook for them. <laughs> when they were very young, they had breakfast with me, lunch with me, and dinner with me because both parents were working. And this is what they knew here. They knew that they would not be able to ask for anything to drink other than water. So that's all they got here, distilled water. The American Academy of Pediatrics a long time ago came out with the position paper on stop giving infants juices, even orange juice or apple juice, especially apple juice. It's all sugar. It's all sugar. So give them the orange, give them the apple. So that's what I, I was doing anyway. So these two kids fell in love with vegetables. For the youngest one, Dakota, at one point, he was in kindergarten or preschool and they had to draw their favorite food. And of course, he drew something that didn't look like broccoli, but the teacher wrote on his favorite fruit is broccoli. And Hunter, the oldest kid, his, they were always into vegetables and they were always into my yuck. So I would mix all kinds of vegetables and serve them in different kinds of ways. So there was a yuck stew, there was a yuck soup, there was a yuck sandwich. And one day we were talking about it around the table. And that's how yucky, uh, yucky vegan came up. We are yucky vegans. And they were young, <laughs> very young. We are yucky vegans because we talked about uh, nutrition and food. They asked me one day, where does BM come from? How does it get into the body? Which opened up all kinds of opportunities to share with them how the body has been organized and, and, and how what you put in your mouth and you chew it and you swallow it. And we talked about what would happen uh, to the food once it gets down to the stomach and all of that. So they learned, they, they were able to put together nutritious food and health, you know, at their developmental level at such a young, young age. So they know when they come over to my Lee, they called me my Lee, my middle name was Lee, and I called them Nye Hunter, my Dakota, and uh, they called me my Lee. And now they are 13 and 15. So they are moving away, of course, from you know, that um, supervision, 100% supervision. So I'm interested to see where all of this comes out with them as they get older and older. But I, I know that at their home, they do a lot of fruits and vegetables and not very much kind of junk food. So after, after that, uh, Yucky Vegan stuck. So yes, I am a yucky vegan and a yucky vegan has a fitness age about 25 years younger than the chronological age, okay? That's one thing. And another thing is a yucky vegan has a resting heart rate of 29 to 31 beats a minute looking at the heart rate before you get out of bed, 29 to 31 beats a minute. A yucky vegan has a blood pressure that is usually 106 over 72 on no medication. My walking around heart rate, I do two hours, yucky vegans do two hours worth of, of strengthening, flexibility, uh, balance and relaxation every morning. And after that two hour session, 
my heart rate is 41 to 43 beats a minute. Because my heart is so strong, it doesn't have to beat as rapidly as someone 80 years old. A yucky vegan, this is interesting, a yucky vegan has bones in the femur bones that can be verified by x-ray with bones at 80 years old, still very much building up faster than they break down. Because you know, your bones, when you're born, your bones build up faster than they break down. And then as you age, it kind of levels off. And then once you get to a certain age, your bones break down faster than they build up. And that's why as you age, your bones are weaker. You are weaker. For me, my bones on x-ray are still, at least my femur bones on x-ray, are still building up faster than they're breaking down. Another thing for yucky vegans, for me, the red blood cells. I did a six-day race, and I ran night and day for six days. This was last year. This was now, this is 21. So this was year before last in Florida. I ran six days and six nights without a break, actually, on 40 minutes of sleep total. And I never had muscle cramps or anything like that. I never went to into the medical tent. For these long races, they always have doctors on duty and PTs on duty and, and um, massage therapists on duty. And I never went there. And someone asked me, how come you never go into the, I don't need to go into the medical tent. But what I do is I'm in touch with my, my medical team, I'm a Kaiser person, Kaiser Permanente, and I get blood work before I do these races, maybe a month or two before, and I get blood work after, a month or two after, to make sure everything is back within normal limits. In this particular race, I got the blood work done. My primary called me and said, I need to see you. You need to come in because your red blood cells have thickened. So I did. I went in and she said, I'm going to send you to the hematology oncologist because that's what we do when red blood cells thicken. Okay. And I went to see the hematologist. And she did all kinds of tests, all kinds of tests, and everything was within normal limits. And this is all in my record at Kaiser. She said, I can't know what's going on with you, but I do know from your chart and your record that you've been running for 50, 40, 50 years, and you're a long distance runner. And I said, yes, in Runner's World, I had the opportunity to have them take a look and tell me about how many miles I had run over all of these 50 years, and it's well over 100,000 miles. So I told the doctor, well, I, I understand I've run over 100,000 miles. And she said, the only thing that I can see is the reason for your red blood cells thickening, because of the that's where the energy is, is because your body compensated. There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> the only thing is you needed more energy because you were running night and day for six days and six nights, basically without a break, and your body compensated. So it thickened your red blood cells. So that's why you never had any muscle cramps or anything during that race. So there is no medical information about any of this. So the, 
I can't, I, I have no category to put this in. So what I'm going to do is put a note in your chart, just what I just said to you. So yucky vegans, if you are a yucky vegan and you do everything possible that you can do lifestyle wise with nutrition and movement, those are the kinds of outcomes you can have. Now, I'm 80 and I started this on this path to ageless aging when I was 30 years old. And I know some of you are much younger and can get started early on and others will get started a little bit later and others even much later. Whatever you do, by way of nutrition and movement, whatever changes you make, make a, they do make a difference. Everybody's not going to be able to have their red blood cells thicken or their bones to continue to be strong. You just, I don't expect for everybody to do that. I expect that if you're able to take some steps, step-by-step, step, and make some changes to your lifestyle, you can do so much because it all counts. You can do so much to avoid certain diseases and conditions because you know now lifestyle is part of what even the medical doctors are looking at to say you can, can dodge diet, uh, becoming diabetic if you are, are now pre-diabetic, if you do this, that, or the other with your nutrition and with your movement. So I wanna encourage people to take some steps just because you may be in your 60s or in your 20s. Whatever steps you take will definitely make a difference and will be a positive. So basically, that's what a yucky, that's how the yucky vegan name was born. And that's basically how my outcomes have been since I've followed Mother Nature's wisdom to take charge of my lifestyle. So I just want to encourage you to take these steps. And AJ, I want to go back and talk about gorilla. Okay, there are two cool things that I know and I love about gorillas. And I have this little competition going. The first person who can come up with those two things that I love about gorillas first will win, actually win a $50 uh, Amazon uh, card, gift card. But you have to come up with the two specific things. And I've already mentioned them when I talked about this yucky vegan. And I'm going to continue mentioning them in different kind of ways. And you just have to listen and try to figure it out uh, if you're interested in going for this wonderful $50 Amazon gift card. Okay? so. And I, AJ, I want to also say that it's okay to, if anybody's got questions. All right. Um, so so I, there's a lot of people already guessing. So probably we should wait and announce the winner afterwards the, because yes. we'll have to check the chat boxes. Oh, good. So many people are playing along. So, okay, yeah, that's and that's so great. nice of you on your birthday to be the one giving the present. Oh, because I mean, I, uh, that would be a gift to me if people take at least one thing away from what I'm saying today and make a change in their lifestyle. Now, that's a wonderful birthday gift. 
I want to inspire people to do that because it really, really worked. I didn't become a yucky vegan at 80. I started way back, take going step by step by step. And the other part was educating myself. I had no clue about nutrition or movement until I heard Dr. Merkin on the radio saying diets don't work. They just don't work. <laughs> they are they, they were made to, to fail. You can't just do a diet and then think you're going to be healthy. Number one, you can't stick to a diet. You cannot. There's no way to stick to a diet. Most people, maybe 1% of the people in the world who've been on a diet are now still on that diet 10 years, 50 years later. Most people go back to their regular way of eating once the diet time is over. And for me, being a yucky vegan is a lifestyle change process. I'm, I'm constantly changing because new information becomes available. Science is continuously doing research on nutrition and movement. Uh, recently, uh, Dr. Merkin came out with a paper on how to cook food so that you do not uh, produce cancer-causing kind of a, a cancer-causing kind of situation in the food that you're cooking. Now, growing up in my family, one of six children, we did a lot of barbecuing outside, which was great. You get the coals, you put, put the coals there. Uh, my father and my mother would always light the fire with the coals, and then mother would come up with hot dogs or half smokes or chicken or whatever on the grill. And the best thing in the world back then was if you have the hot dog or the half smoke on the grill right above the fire and the fat from that hot dog or whatever drips down into the fire and then smoke just comes up. That's cancer causing. And back then, no one knew that. Research over the years finally came out with the position on how to prepare food. So for me, even before I was preparing my food, my yuck, and water because it was always soup-based, and then I could do uh, uh, stews, or I could do patties, but it was always based on cooking the vegetables in water. So I never did fry vegetables. I never did uh, broil or bake bread or vegetables. It was usually, I mean, do you fry a carrot? I don't know, but I never did. So now they understand there is a distinct correlation between how you cook your food and how you, how cancer can be developed. That they can look in under the microscope, uh, microscope and see cancer cells. So you don't want to create issues when you don't have to. You've got these wonderful fruits and vegetables and they're saying eat them as closely to how nature made it as possible, which is, which is uh, basically what I do. I um, came up with, uh, and I, I think you got a copy of this, Yucky Vegan this little magazine, um, Beyond Vegan all the way to Yucky Vegan. 
and it just tells the story about how all of that happened. And I did, I educated myself. I needed to find out about the recommended daily allowance. If you don't know about that, it's lots of information, good, very good information from sources you can trust on the internet about the recommended daily allowance or USDA. Go to that website and find out what you need to be healthy every day. They come out with trying to help people, um, physicians, Committee on Responsible Medicine came out with a publication called the Nutrition Rainbow. And you can see what you need to eat color-wise to make sure that you cover all of the nutrients that you need on a daily basis. Uh, you can make it a habit. For me, there are certain things that I eat every day no matter what. It's just a part of what I eat. Uh, for example, I eat broccoli. I love broccoli. And I could do cauliflower or whatever, cabbage and, and um, whatever, but broccoli is my favorite. I eat broccoli every day. Every morning, I eat broccoli. And the reason why is because I don't eat any dairies, no dairies, and I need more calcium, I'm thinking, to meet the recommended daily allowance for calcium. So I eat broccoli. And then I also eat celery every day. These are things that I eat every day. Celery, I eat celery every day because I found out through the research at the University of Chicago research that celery has properties that act like substances in medication, prescription medication, that will help relax your arteries. Well, celery does not have any, it just doesn't have any side effects. <laughs> so I love celery, so I eat celery every day. Something else I eat every day is chia seed. What I do with chia seed, I eat at least, for me, three or four tablespoons full of chia seed in different kind of versions of chia seed every day. Chia seed has a multitude of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and protein and you name it. It's almost the perfect food. So I eat chia seed and I eat flax seed every day. And I, in the morning, first thing in the morning, I have to tell you that I only sleep four hours a night. <laughs> For the last 30 years, only four hours a night. And I've been in sleep studies and they found out that I go into rapid eye movement sleep immediately. I have, have the uh, brain um, electroencephalogram uh, hooked up to me at these sleep studies. And I don't, I go into rapid eye movement sleep, very deep sleep immediately, stay there really out for four hours and then come up just very, 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 very uh, fast once I'm done with the rapid eye movement sleep. And most people take three hours to get to that deep sleep and a couple of two hours to get up and they think, and they stay there for four hours and they're thinking they're getting eight or 10 hours of sleep. But the sleep that I get is, is, is always very quickly into the rapid eye movement sleep. So I don't have to struggle to get there. So I only sleep four hours a night and, and it's been verified that I'm not sleep deprived and they think that that's one of the reasons why I can run night and day without a break. But I eat enough 
food, enough chia seed, enough flax seed every day, you know, and in the morning, I wake up usually at four in the morning. That's when my day begins. And what I do is I peel ginger, ginger and tamarind. Tamarind and ginger are in the same family. If you have arthritis, please, if you have arthritis, you do not need to take Advil if you get yourself on a regimen where you eat ginger and tamarind and cumin every day. So I peel maybe two or three thumbs worth of ginger and I put it in a strainer and maybe a little finger, half of a little finger of tamarind in the same strainer and common seeds, I don't know, maybe a half teaspoonful. And then I put the strainer, I have a little teapot and I put the strainer in the, in the um, teapot with distilled water and I just let it seep for a while. It gets warm and I'll let it seep for a while and you can see how how strong it may be because the tamarind will color it yellow. And you want a light kind of yellow. And then I sip it. So all day I'm pouring and I do distilled water. I don't do other kind of water. I don't trust other kind of water. USDA does not regulate any kind of water except for the distilled water because the researchers use distilled water. And then they have to know what they're doing if they're doing research that is going to be, um, you know, used to change whatever out there in society as far as as food goes. So I pour, I sip this concoction every day, every morning, and I keep pouring more water into the teapot and let it seep some more, and then a couple of hours later or whatever, there I am pouring it in my teacup and drinking it. So I'm sipping it all day and I even use this as I'm running. Okay, so it, it helps me in more ways than I know. Okay, so that's, that's another thing about uh, me as a yucky vegan. There are certain foods that I eat every day, no matter what. And I talked about broccoli, I talked about celery, uh, apple, uh, bananas, and kale. Now here's what I started doing with kale and with green uh, vegetables. I started making what I call antioxidant <laughs> antioxidant stock. You know, you can buy chicken stock or beef stock or vegetable stock at the supermarket. Well, I make my own stock. And um, I'm usually at the grocery store at least five, six times a week because now I know exactly when fresh things are coming in the back door and when they will have fresh whatever out on the floor where you, where you select your vegetables and fruits. So what I do is I go and I take a look and whatever looks good or whatever is fresh and I developed a relationship with the produce managers of the, at the organic markets so when they see me coming, they know I'll have a bunch of questions about where did this ginger come from? Take a look at this ginger. <laughs> he, he, I call this guy at one of the markets Rembrandt because he has such a way of displaying the food like it's a, it's a work of art. So I call Rembrandt, Rembrandt, look at this. This ginger, 
has mold. And he said, no. I said, yes, look at this. And mold has microscopic roots. So if I cut this part off, showing the green mold, I don't know if it's still under here microscopically. So I don't, um, I don't know where this ginger came from, but it needs to go back to wherever because it's probably too old. So next time I go into that supermarket, they've got wonderful ginger. So that's, that's how I, as a yucky vegan, I want the freshest. It's got to be all organic. It's got to be all certified organic. There's a difference between certified organic and organic. And certified organic has a probably a better chance of being organic than plain old organic because they have to go through USDA to become certified and they are supposed to be monitored. And you can take that for what it's worth it's all human beings doing the monitoring and all. So take that for what it's worth, but don't just go and close your eyes and grab something that says certified ginger or whatever without taking a look at it. So it's got to be fresh. You can't have any brown kind of things. And you don't want any kind of, of uh, spray on the food to keep it from browning. And I talked to the produce managers about, and you know, now they come out and they spray the vegetables, certain vegetables they want to spray to make them still look fresh and all. And every now and then I ask them to let me see what they are spraying with and how they prepare the spray. Now there is one supermarket in my area, and I'm in the Washington, D.C. area, and I don't know if this supermarket is nationwide. I don't think so. But every time I go in and check, they have um, water that is um, sort of like distilled water that they're filling their spray bottles that they come out to spray the lettuce or whatever with so I kind of trust them more and these are things that you can do beyond just buying and eating organic fruits and vegetables or being a vegan uh, to just make sure you're kind of checking behind other human beings who are known sometimes to take shortcuts and um when you're talking about food, you do not want shortcuts. So what we will do, um, what, I, what I recommend that you do is to educate yourself on all of these things that I'm talking about. Uh, in the little magazine that you receive, uh, you will see charts that I got from USDA and other sources to talk about how food is laid out. And these, these, this matrix talks about all of the categories of food, water-soluble vitamins and fat-soluble vitamins and antioxidants and, and the two types of minerals so if in, in the first category, you would have, like, for example, fat-soluble vitamins. In the second category, the best food sources. In the third column here, the health possibilities. So you could take this information. You don't have to take the book to the supermarket, but take this information. And if you know that you're struggling with high blood pressure, for example. Look over at health possibilities and see if it's listed somewhere for any of the vitamins, minerals, or antioxidants. 
Well, actually, if you're looking at the antioxidants, you need to eat antioxidants every day because they fight free radicals. There's something called free radicals that exist in your body. And these antioxidants fight free radicals. If you get a cut or something, free radicals develop. And you want to be able to have your immune system kill the free radicals so that you can stay healthy. So read down all three columns as you're making your shopping list. So you know what you need in column one. You know what the best food sources for that vitamin or mineral in column two. And you know what research says or research that you can respect says about the health possibilities. So it makes it very, very easy to make your shopping list. Everything is really laid out. And as I said earlier, the Nutrition Rainbow uh, document that comes from a Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, you know, they, they've got the rainbow there in one, in a one pager. And it makes it easy for you. So that's what I do. So Dr. Betty, I have the PDF, but I can't, I couldn't distribute it because we don't know who these people are. Do you have a website or an email uh, where they can get it? Do you know what I'm saying? Because I don't know who's watching at any given moment. Oh, I understand. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because I can't really attach a PDF to, to, to the show notes in YouTube. So is there a website? I mean, I, I can send it out to my mailing list, but not everybody that will watch this show live or in playbacks on Facebook and YouTube. Okay. You know. Okay. Um. I have given my, my email address, and I think you said that my, um, whatever it's called, my resume would be part of something that you would Right. So that's in the show notes. So what I'll do is I'll direct people if they want a free PDF of this wonderful magazine that that's where they can get it. Thank you. Exactly. And then there's another Another part of that that I wrote recently called Nature's <laughs> Encyclopedia for uh, Nature's Encyclopedia of Nutrition and Movement, which is an encyclopedia saying everything that I'm saying, plus about how to get on nature's Asia's aging path as you begin to age and have outcomes, possibility of outcomes, the way that I've lived my life, okay? So that's available also. So people can email me and they can ask and I'll be glad to send it. It's, it's, all, on, um, it's all digitized so I can just send it, send it back. I want to talk about one other thing. I don't know. You have to tell me about time, AJ. Yeah, we're okay. Let me know when you want me to start reading some of the gorilla answers. Oh, okay. Let me talk about this first. And then after that. Uh, looking back on where I started and when I started in 1969 to make this change. I didn't know what I was doing, but I'm looking back on it now. And at first... Um, I was an emotional eater. Like somebody said, today is your birthday. <laughs> you want a birthday cake? No, I don't want a birthday cake. Um, because to me, that's being an emotional eater. And I'm really strict with this. I'm really, really strict with the, the, my nutrition and very serious about it. And... As a non-vegan, I was an emotional eater. You know, way back when, before McDonald's, if I ran into a supermarket and I saw a bag of Lay's potato chips, that was the potato chip in this metropolitan Washington area, greasy and salty. I couldn't get out of the store 
without having a bag or two. In fact, they had an advertisement that said, I bet you just can't eat one. They went, they really meant, you can't eat just one potato chip. For me, I bet you I couldn't eat just one bag. <laughs> you know, I wasn't hungry. I wasn't starving. I was just emotionally attached. So what I did was I went to the next step. So, which I'm still emotional. I'm vegetarian now. And I'm still eating cheeses and I'm still eating seafood. But I cut out all of the, um, you know, the red meats. So I call myself a certain type of vegetarian, but I'm still emotional about eating. My taste buds were still just very much in charge of my eating. And then I became a vegan. So I cut out the cheeses and I cut out, you know, the, the animal, everything. And I'm a vegan, but I'm still emotional. So as a vegan, I'm saying, I want food that tastes like or try to mimic what I gave up. Okay, so I gave up hamburgers. So I'm looking for a bean burger that mimics a hamburger. And then I started looking at the ingredients. <laughs> it had so much junk to make it taste like a hamburger that I'm saying to myself, you do not want to really eat that. So it's still about emotional eating. And then I became a yucky vegan. I didn't want anything that mimicked things that I had given up. I didn't want anything that wasn't organic because I wanted broccoli and the supermarket had run out of organic broccoli. So I would just buy plain old broccoli. I didn't do that. So now that's where I am. I'm strictly certified organic. I'm strictly whole foods. I'm strictly preparing all of my food in water. Unless I'm, unless I'm in a park running and it's 80 degrees and 90% humidity and there is a water fountain there and I, my bottle is empty, I'm going to fill up that bottle with that terrible, terrible water in the park. So a yucky vegan is a person who is very strict. You follow exactly what it is, but if you will get yourself into trouble, you're not as so strict that you wouldn't drink the water from a fountain if that's what you had. Okay? So, take one or two things that I've said and make it your own. And I believe that it will help you to take other steps. Know that there is something called emotional eating and functional eating. Before you put anything in your mouth, ask yourself, how will this food function in my body? Will it build it up or will it tear it down? And just say that to yourself. Your mind is listening. And at some point, you are going to be able to say, that food over there tears me down, the doctor told me. So take what you can and use it. Okay, AJ. All right, so let me, I'm going Thank to put you. my, oh, you're so welcome. Let me put my glasses on and oh. I can tell you what some of the answers were. Or oh, first, I just want to quickly thank 
Judy for her super chat donation. Thank you so much. And remember, guys, if you want the free PDF of Dr. Betty's magazine, we put her email in the show notes. So let's look at the gorilla answers. I have so many comments today. I've got to find them. Hey, just just while I'm looking for the comments, uh, uh, Betty, is Dr. Merkin still alive? And have you ever been in touch with him to tell him that oh, he is the absolutely, reason? Absolutely. He lives in Florida now. And his website is drmirkin.com. He has a free newsletter. Just call, just email that drmerkin.com and he will put you on the list. He has a website with categories like nutrition and and movement, and I don't know, five or six different categories. And he will, I mean, he, what he does is he reads the medical journals, many of them from outside of the country and inside of the country. And he translates them into lay language. So he has a hodgepodge of different topics that you can click on and read about anything. And he, he's done an awful lot about uh, the COVID-19 and that pandemic. And he lives in Florida now. He used to be in my area. And at some point he became my doctor. And he is a, um, he was a, a marathon runner. He was a Harvard guy in Boston. He was a marathon runner. He ran himself into the ground with his poor knees. So he's a bicycle rider now. And he's a wonderful forward thinking doctor who wants to provide a service about fitness and nutrition to anyone who is interested to contact him you know, on his website, sign up for his newsletter. His wife, um, Diana, is a, is a uh, dietitian, and she has a hodgepodge of recipes uh, that she has developed over time. And they are wonderful people. So, yes, Dr. Merkin is still around, and he's still... And he's plant-based, right? Pardon plant me? He's plant-based, right? And, yes, he is, but he he's... This is a great, I, I, I'm having a discussion back and forth with him now about being, he's plant-based and he's on, his, he's on his way back to eating seafood. Ugh. I well, know. then I was going to ask him to be on the show, but not if he, nah, I get a lot. Oh, right. so, so let that, me but that may be good for him to explain why so people will understand if they get to that point, or maybe they're at that point where they've given up everything but seafood, because the argument he has doesn't work for me. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Well, I went to his to website me. and the recipes had seafood in it and like half a cup of olive oil. So anyway, today's about you. So here's what people have said about you. You asked for two things about gorillas. So if any of these are correct, we'll go in order and they can win the prize. Aditi said gorillas are vegans. Wendy said they eat plant food. They move for hours every day. Jane said eat plants and listen to their body. Nancy says gorillas are vegan and strong. Uh, oh, that's it. That's Two it? cool things about gorillas. She said, what did she say? She said gorillas are vegan and they're strong. Okay, that's, that's it. Because people think that vegans are not strong. They don't think that I should be running the way I run. But I'm strong enough to do it because I'm vegan. Wow. Nancy, S-C-A-E-R, are you still here? Because um, you got to contact us for your prize. Congratulations. Thanks, everybody, for playing along. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, very good. Very nice. Oh, good. Please, uh, please, Nancy, 
You've got to get to me. Yeah. Some of the people had it, but they asked, they said it later. So it was really who said it first. So That's congratulations. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I hope, I hope she's still watching or we'll see this to get to us, but we'll save this chat just in case. Okay. Well, gosh, so let's see, should I schedule you now for your 81st birthday? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh. anyway, well, I hope to still be, be out here doing what I'm doing. Well, I appreciate I'm also a Tai Chi person and I'm also teaching deep water running and I'm also preaching <laughs> veganism, yucky veganism. Well, heck, with only four hours sleep a day, you got a lot more time than most people to do this great work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. My best time is 4 a.m. to about 8 a.m. Yeah, that's incredible. That You are just such an inspiration. Thank you so much for coming back on, Dr. Betty. Oh, thank you for having me, AJ. It's a great oh, pleasure. The pleasure is mine. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow when we have a double header. I'm not going to be uh, broadcasting at the usual time at 11 because I'm going to be on Rancho La Puerta's show. And you can, if you're on my email list, you'll know when that is and how to watch that, my Super Bowl cooking demo. But we have it 1 p.m. the first Tuesday of every month, Tuesdays with Thomas. He's going to be doing recipes that were submitted by the viewers with cherry balsamic. And at 3 p.m. we have Erica Nedley, who's the wife of previous guest, Dr. Neil Nedley, who's going to be making some amazing recipes. Happy, happy birthday, Dr. Betty. Enjoy Thank the rest you. of your day. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Take care.